Hey, it's your old pal, Slim, and this is 70 Millimeter, a podcast for film lovers. Every Monday, I'm joined by famous artist Danny Haas. Give me, give me a square 4K Dolby <laughs> LED TV, you know? And spiritual advisor, Predilexis. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg. I'm not sure if he knows if he's a good actor at all. Does he know? Does anyone know? And together as friends forever, we discuss recently watched movies. We're taking a break from Shame Month to discuss the cultural moment that is Zack Snyder's four-hour final version of Justice League. Is this Zack's redemption or a disappointing end to his run for the DC movies? Let's find out together. Mini announcement. Oh, no. Niz to kick off the show right off the bat. Show's so jam-packed, I gotta go right through the set list. We try to be as inclusive as possible on this show, you know, in the interest of expanding the accessibility mm-hmm. uh, for people that want to listen to the show, experience the show. So for folks that have trouble hearing, trouble listening, and would prefer to have like a text version of the show, Moving forward, we will now have full episode transcriptions available. Mm. You got to want it, you know? Got to want it. Can read it to your kids. Thank you to VHS Villager, Sophie, Sophs, friend of the show. She's leading the charge at getting these up and edited. And we will have links in the show notes and on our website, 70mmpod.com, for this episode and future ones. Um, So, Proto, what do you think about having... You know, potentially down the line, a huge database of searchable text for every episode. <laughs> I got the sample of our, was that our uh, our new Patreon Batman. Ex- exclusive? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Batman Forever. We got the transcript of that. And it's amazing. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe the amount of detail in there of just our, it like documents our laughs in between the things that we're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's so descriptive. It it was it was a joy to read my jokes. <laughs> Torin Torin asks, "How do you type Danny's laugh?" <laughs> That's a good question. It's just going to be wheeze. <laughs> I think maybe down the line. I mean, Pearl has done amazing work with Viger, the robot who loves movies. Maybe there will be a searchable database for for now. They're going to be available on Medium, and we'll link to our Medium page so people can listen to them mm. uh, or read them rather. So I'm excited. And Sophie co-hosts a podcast called Hope This Finds Me Well. So by all means, check it out. That show centers around folks that uh, read a letter from their past self and see how their life turned out since then. So if you're looking for a new podcast and you want to thank Sophie for her hard work, then check that podcast out. I'll have a link in the show notes. God, we got a lot to get to. You, You mentioned Batman Forever. We just released a Patreon exclusive Batman Forever episode for patrons and so i don't want to call out our recent new attendees that joined the patron catcher jake matthew anyas emiliano matt torin daniel and logan Ooh. all joined since we last recorded My wow gosh. 
Thank you. And we additionally, we also added the option to sign up annually to save some money over the long haul. So uh, thanks for all our new friends and our current friends. Prada, did you watch any movies this week? I did. I had a little redemption song mm. for myself. Mm. Uh, last week, I I told everyone about the uh, my Neon Genesis Evangelion conclusion and how disappointed I was yeah. and what transpired at the end of that show. So, uh, I, I had some people reach out to me with, you know, um, get well wishes. And, um, they also said that I should in my own time, mm. try to watch the movie that was released later on called the end of Evangelion. And basically what it is, is it's a retelling of the two final episodes and in, in a, a crazy way, what happened with those two final episodes uh, being so terrible, <laughs> it actually worked out well because uh, for this movie where they retell those final two episodes, they were obviously given a lot more time because the animation and the work that was put into it was amazing. Wow. And in in every way, this ending was what I wanted for this series. So I gave it four stars. Wow. It was, it was, it, it was complete redemption for mm. everything that all the problems I had with the, the way the show ended, this righted that wrong. Um, you know, I gave, I give it four stars still. It's, it's still, Oh, to me, an anime show that I want to just recommend. I mean, I'm, I'm giving it four stars, but I'm not saying anybody should just like watch this. Like, right. you know who you are if you're into something like this, but you know, if you know, I, you know, yeah, if you know, you know, and, and I, and I really enjoyed it. Um, so I'm glad that I, I went back in cause I was a little, you know, I was a little nervous. Do I want to disappoint myself again? Do I want to sink an hour and a half into this? But, uh, my proto sense was tingling in the right kind of ways and it all worked out for me in the I'm end. stunned. Four star from Proto was like a five star from anyone like else. Six star. That's what I keep hearing. <laughs> the Proto scale. So did you get some feedback after you posted that review from the naysayers and the Evangelian evangelicals in oh, yeah. the comments? Oh, did, yeah. If you if you look at my review of that, the, the comments were hot. Really? Um, oh my. my boy, Tony. Yeah. Tony was, went hard. Yeah. He wrote me an essay. Mm. Goodness. At least 300 words. Marcy is wondering, is this when Proto comes back to Apex Legends? <laughs> Just for the record, I don't want to open any wounds, but mm -mm. Proto, since we made that announcement last week that he was retiring, he is still retired. He has not come back to Apex Legends. Uh, so Danny and I have had to, you know, make some moves. Make new friends. We, we've had to do the hard work of making new friends at Apex Legends. Wow. It's uncomfortable. I hate uh, it. Reaching out. <laughs> But we also play with Wes from Discord. Well, I played with Wes. I did not play with Wes. Danny was on assignment. <laughs> Props to Ray. Ray and I killed it out there in duos. Wow. I thought you said Wes. Did I say Wes? I meant Ray. Who <laughs> <laughs> can say? I don't know. I was just so excited with that win. I, you know, I'll call Ray anything. Uh, we Just a reminder, this episode is Zack Snyder's Justice League just dropped on HBO Max. The the excitement, the fear, 
is palpable in mm. Discord about this movie. Everyone has been going deep into the DC superhero universe. Uh, we've all been running the gamut of emotions, so I'm excited to talk about that movie. And on IG, I asked how many people were planning on watching it. 68% said they were going to wow. watch it. You That's you, a lot. Are you surprised by that, Danny? Jeez. It sounds like a lot. So much, I don't know. It's a four-hour movie. It's six four chapters. hours. Six? I've got time like, for this. I thought like it was more chapters. Maybe like Okay, it ten. says six, Matt. Jeez. How many... How many people, this is the longest movie they've ever seen? What's this the longest are, movie I've, I've ever seen? Might be. <laughs> I'm just, I can't even think of a movie that's longer than four hours that I've seen. Some uh, kind of Ingrid geez. Bergman. Bergman do a four hour plus movie. How long is the Irishman? I feel like that was my Seven longest. hours. Yeah, see? It, of uh, what's his face? Beating people up as an old man in the street. CGI face. Get it out of here. I did, I did say Ingrid Bergman. I meant Igmar. The Trial of Tim Heidecker. Good call, Garth. That's a five-star movie. Uh, so we'll be getting into Zack Snyder's Justice League just around the corner. We're also going to be announcing our final movie for Shame Month mm. at the end of this episode. Oh. We're not done yet. Not yet by a long shot. Five Mondays in this March. To quote Steve Austin. Uh, let's see. What do we want to get to? Danny, do, do you want to talk about Batman versus Superman or something else you watched before we get into it? Well, that's the only other thing I watched, um, leading up to this Batman versus Superman. And, uh, what was your, I mean, yeah. what was your rating? I mean, it was a half star because I, I still hate this movie. Um, I know friends in the, in the group had said that I should watch this Ultimate edition extended yeah. ultimate nonsense cut dawn of the movie. Um, it's funny because I I want to like this film. I like I like all the pieces of it. I hate the story so much. Like I, well, actually, I don't like all the pieces. I don't like I don't enjoy Jesse Eisenberg as Lex at least in, in kinda, Batman vs Superman. Kind of want to give him a wedgie during that movie. It's just he's like a dweeb, and I never I never picture. Lex as a dweeb and if it's I don't know it's it's whatever I'm more I get more mad about the doomsday aspect of Batman vs Superman than mm -hmm. anything um so I still I still don't love it and it's still the lower rated movie with Whedon's Justice League that I absolutely hated as well how many movies has Danny given a half star it's just Batman. Just versus Batman for Superman. Wow. I have no idea. Actually. Wow. Can we check the tapes on that, uh, Dale? Endgame. Dale, can you pipe into V'ger to see if that's Some, accurate? It's probably not. But I'd be interested to see what other movies we've all given a half star. It's just, I, I, it's a half star out of anger. It's a it's a passionate half star because it makes me mad. Mm. Mm. Mikey P in chat. Every DC movie gets Danny one step closer to the dark side. <laughs> Imagine Danny locked in a room and only the movies he could watch are like Marvel and DC movies. <laughs> no, please, God. Danny has been on edge all week. It's a lot. I don't, comic book movies stress me out. I don't know why. Bruno, what did you think of Jesse Eisenberg and Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Heroes Ultimate Cut? I feel a similar way. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg, I'm not sure if he knows if he's a good actor at all. Mm -hmm. um, does he know? Does he know? Does anyone? Someone's got to tell him. Uh, yeah, he does also like this lip quiver thing. His lower lip. <laughs> yeah, 
I cannot stand it. <laughs> cannot stand it. I want it out of here. Imagine I didn't. I didn't revisit, so hmm. it's hard for me to You're say. You're better off. Get Billy Crudup and Jesse Eisenberg zoomed in on their lips while they're talking. That is like some reverse ASMR stuff. Is there a visual oh. ASMR? <laughs> is that a thing? My half stars just got thrown on the Discord. And let me tell you. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Screenshot from Holy Lex posted of your half stars. Holy cow. Days of Future Past, you gave three, a half star? I, this is mind blowing. How are you surprised by that? Wait, where's Days of Future Past? That's a lot of money. Oh, yeah, it's right there. Clockwork Arm. Shrek gets a half star from Danny. <laughs> I feel like I was trying to get the Shrek one. <laughs> Listen, I don't know if I can trust this. You got to take list. Letterbox seriously. This is what happens. <laughs> this when is not a game. comes back up. Not a game. I need you. Yeah. Look at this. Justice League. Batman vs. Superman. Suicide Squad. No Thor. Is, <laughs> no Thor left behind. No, I did leave Ragnarok. Podcast Godfather. Matthew Buchanan says, legal has signed this off. This is official. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know. I'm, yes. I'm sh- shuddering to think of what my list are. Maybe Art is should... correct. This is what owning a comic shop does to you. <laughs> These nerds wear you down. <laughs> if I have to talk about Batman Hush one more time, God, every year I should just gift you copies of Batman Hush. It's like a silent <laughs> gift. You just forget every year. Love Hush. Oh, we Lord talked have about mercy. Letterboxd and and Danny's just shocking betrayal of Shrek one on there. Every year, every <laughs> week, rather, we give away a free year of Letterboxd Pro. It's our favorite social media site. Been on there all week this week checking for JL reviews. Uh, and you can too if you love movies. This this week's winner of a free year of Letterboxd Pro, get rid of ads, uh, search to see where your movies are streaming. Oh no, Tony Mayer. Myopic mm. Wonder on Letterboxd. Congratulations. Myopic Wonder. Their tweet, I haven't watched Metropolis in so long and I've got two different versions of it on my shelves. Banger or snoozer? Oh my. Hopefully 70mm pod will help me decide. Is that a little southern twang? Are you reading? I heard that? it, right? Yeah. You hear that? I can never tell where my voice is going to go when I do those things. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you guys can't tell me. You two look at me. I'm looking at you right Just now. Just the two of us. Yeah. Three of us. Mm-hmm. You don't like Shrek, do you? There's I. No There's no way. No, we, I don't like ha- Shrek. We have to move There's on. There's no way. We, we're, we have a lot yeah. to get Answer to Answer the question. A lot to get to tonight. That's a yes don't or no get. question. <laughs> I, uh, maybe we should do a Shrek episode in the future. I'm, I'm down hmm. right after we do end game. If you want to support Letterboxd and you did not win the free year of pro, you can do so at any time <laughs> for 20% off, get a uh, letterbox pro or patron status, get your name hanging in the lights and use the link on 70 mmpodcom <laughs> Shrek month. Oh my God. You talk about destroying a podcast. How many unsubs would we get for a Shrek month? I would unsub, honest to God. I'm unsubbing right now. <laughs> uh, do I want to talk about a movie or we, sh- we should maybe just get into it here? How about you talk about Batman vs. Superman for a second? <laughs> <laughs> Don't Batman leave me vers- out to you know, dry this out this one. shock people, but this is from... Oh my God! What is being linked to in Discord? The Shrek. This is gifts. about to get to an NSFW this is channel. Lewd. This is <laughs> lewd and crude. Uh, the the same writer. I'm not sure people realize the same writer of Batman vs mm-hmm. Superman and Justice League. The same writer that brought us the uh, 
Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. You Tell know? me about it. Fabled movie in the Star Wars franchise. Mm-hmm. And I gave two and a half stars to Batman versus Superman. Uh, there's some corn in it, but I know it's it's much beloved by certain parties in our Discord. Mel, Chuck, Neil. Um, not for me, you know? Kind mm-hmm. of just, when that came out, I started to get real nervous for the future of the DC cinematic Sweaty. universe. I started sweating hard. Mm-hmm. My deodorant was working OT <laughs> when I left that theater. I was on a high horse this past couple of weeks watching Man of Steel. I went into the Batman versus Superman Ultimate Cut Dawn of the Age of Heroes. Not for me. Is that That's the real it title? Called? It's got a long title, yeah. Why do you even give a subtitle to a movie called Batman versus Superman? That's all you need in a movie title. What do you, oh, you know, people might not be excited by a movie called Batman versus Superman. Let's spice it up some more. Please. And uh, the this. algorithm told him to add that. <laughs> God. Uh, I, I did watch A History of Violence. We were talking about that in our Discord, I think, and I kind of forgot about that movie. David Cronenberg directed that movie. Who? Uh, David Cronenberg, who did Scanners, Crash, that movie where all those people were in car accidents were having sex with each other. Um, That's what he's, His latter movies are very strange. I didn't know mm. his his current... Uh, film set but history of violence that is the one with uh what's that guy from Lord of the rings aragorn Ar- vigo vigo mortensen as the lead he plays a like hitman that has retired into the sticks and something happens where he's thrust back into the limelight and trouble follows is that him. the one where he fights naked in a bathroom he's naked in a lot of his movies i think excuse me nude mm. vigo that's all i remember it's his signature uh, Eastern Promises, Marcy and Art say. I have not seen that, but that's also David Cronenberg, believe it or not. Also, David Cronenberg has directed two Robert Pattinson movies. What? What's going on here? He goes like, David, I would love to be in your movie, uh, but am I going to be able to be naked in a scene or not? <laughs> and you know Cronenberg, he, we can work it in, don't worry. <laughs> you know Cronenberg can work that in. Very sexual movie, History of Violence, but I gave it four stars. Uh, much recommend. Okay. We need to get to the reason why we're here. Justice League, Zack Snyder cut. And I have V'ger up. Uh, the, oh, the, no. The computer that Proto programmed and created brought to life. Uh, there's some quotes here from our Discorders, patrons, VHS villagers. Let me just rattle off some of these quotes. That was fun as heck. That comes from Forrest. Hmm. Chuck Forsman, not enough angry Batman. Mm. Melissa Mel, thoughts. These space orcs are real dicks. Can we say that? I don't know if we can say that. Protolexis. Lord have mercy. My favorite Superman 3. I stand by that. (laughs) You gotta have to. That's right. That's gonna be in the transcription. I had to (laughs) think about that. Uh, let's see. There's so it, the ratings are all over the place. The average Discord rating, three and a half stars. How about this, Josh? Joss, you can go screw yourself. Whoa! <laughs> Who wrote that? That's from Ty. Oh my gosh, Ty! Strong words. I mean, yeah, Joss can. Yeah, and the the beginning of that review, Snyder, I apologize. 
How about Ty apologizing straight up in that review? Never thought I'd see Ty apologize for anything. No. Uh, this is on HBO Max. Everyone's talking about it. Let's get into it. Do you want to walk us through this, Proto? This movie? A war is coming, and the world needs heroes. Superman, the man of steel and protector of Earth, is dead. A mother box, one of three ancient machines capable of manipulating life at the cellular level, has awoken, and Steppenwolf, a general from Apocalypse, has come to Earth to seize all three and recreate Earth in the image of Apocalypse. This task is at the behest of Darkseid, Steppenwolf's master, a generally very bad guy. <laughs> is everyone following so far? <laughs> Batman, realizing the looming threat, assembles a team or league to combat the threat. This team consists of Wonder Woman, The Flash, Cyborg, and Waterman. But will it be enough? <laughs> Will they be able to thwart the conqueror of countless worlds without steel skin or laser eyes or really super punches? Or will they need to use a power they do not understand to reanimate a being who may be their only hope or assured destruction? Or could it be both? Or neither? Does anyone know how any of this works? One way or another, the world will have justice from a league. A Justice League. Oh my! <laughs> I'm starting to get an idea of what Proto thought about this movie just oh, from baby. that description, or it could be a Proto fastball. Who knows? Who knows? Right off the bat, I think we should acknowledge that the in the levels of insanity that this movie even exists in its current form, hmm. and uh, we talked about this in a previous episode. But you know, the the, the 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 fandom in general that maybe started this. Very toxic, unsettling, mm. and something I would never want to have happen again. You know, you I don't really, I don't really remember it. Oh, not gonna God, lie. they were terrible. They <clears throat> were I remember like leaving uh, at San Diego Comic Con. We walked out to catch a taxi or something, Uber, and I saw a billboard that someone paid for to promote the Snyder Cut. And I just looked at whoever was with me. I was like, excuse me? What is what is happening? Mm-hmm. This was like five years ago. Felt like. Um, but with that said, I think this is a pretty important cultural moment for movies and us. So I think it would be. Uh, mm. I'm excited to talk about. It. I was. I think I was excited to sit down and watch it. Four hours. When was the last time I was excited to watch a four hour movie? Mm-hmm. Shrek two. I don't know when the last Shrek time it happened. Bro, did you see the OG Justice League movie when it came out? I didn't see when it came out. I actually watched it last year in preparation for this. And somehow I don't remember any of it. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what happened in that movie. I wasn't, I, honest to God, I wasn't sure if Darkseid was going to show up. And they were, I was like, did they, did they fight Darkseid at the end? I could not remember anything mm-hmm. watching this, even though I watched the theatrical a couple months ago. It's very strange. Yeah, the only thing I remembered was Snyder's daughter, unfortunately, taking her own life, and then Joss Whedon taking over to finish, quote, finish the movie. But at the time, I kind of got the vibe that uh, Zach was almost like going to be fired anyway, 
Like they didn't really like what they saw. I don't know if there's any truth to that. I don't really see that in any of the interviews that are coming out now. But Joss took over and then reshot a bunch of stuff. So on Twitter, when it was happening and the new trailers came out, you could see like the OG trailer shots look different than the new trailer and the final product. And I remember that movie opening with that corny Superman scene. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Bad enough. The jokes, obviously. Uh, oh, Marcy points out all the proceeds of this are going to suicide awareness, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I saw a billboard in the movie for suicide awareness. When, yeah, I was. Gonna, I have it written down. There's hmm. the scene where um, Bruce drives away with um, Flash. Flash. It pauses for a second, and there's a billboard that says "You are not alone," mm-hmm. and it has a link to AFSP, which is the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Yeah, that was cool. So it pauses for a, an extra long little beat so that you can read that billboard mm-hmm. plain as day. And so the Superman. So obviously, everyone maybe everyone remembers, but. Superman had a mustache when he had to go reshoot all this stuff. So all of like the new Joss Whedon scenes look just look so bad. And it was just an unpleasant experience. Danny, do you remember your thoughts for that movie? I remember, I remember hating even like in the middle of watching that movie. I just was so pissed off at how bad it was. I think it was, I don't remember the time frame where we were at with the MCU. Uh, but I remember being like, what is DC doing? Like, this is the Justice League. Like, there's no reason this should be falling flat on any level. And it really, it was just, it was so terrible. I was mad. I was just angry watching the whole thing Mm because it was so bad. The first thing I wanted to bring up was the aspect ratio of this movie. Four by three, um, essentially like an old CRT monitor ratio. It looks like a square pretty much. Mm -hmm. And Snyder has said that he wanted to f- make sure all the action was in the frame because previously, if it's widescreen, he's cutting off the tops and bottoms of that frame. Uh, Danny, what did you think of the format of the movie? Uh, you own, The thing is, if anyone's being honest with themselves, you see it for the first five seconds of this film. You see it because you read about it. Yeah. It's, you forget about it mm-hmm. you, at, in 30 minutes. You're like, oh, this it doesn't even matter. And I loved it. I mean, it... it it's not even noticeable because you get into the film. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I like it. I even noticed it when, when uh, there was just like a scene where it's um, Ma Kent and Lois were sitting down and having that conversation. And I was just thinking about it, like of how they're framed. Whereas if you wanted the characters to fit on either end, uh, it's kind of hard to explain, but you're only going to get this kind of look with this ratio because otherwise you'd have to zoom in more and like lose more of like the upper and lower parts of their body. And it would like, you know, squish it in a way. And of course mm-hmm. there's like give and take on either sides of the argument, but I don't know. I think it's kind of cool to see a movie like this. Uh, I think the lighthouse mm-hmm. is, was this way as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I don't know. It's kind of fun. It's just, you know, it's just a, it's just different, and I enjoy it. Torin points out Wes Anderson did it, and people applauded. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you. I, how long did how long did we go with two black bars on top and bottom of our images? <sighs> I mean, and we didn't really complain about I that. Mean, Instagram square images. Ever heard of it? Yeah, I actually give me give me a square four K <laughs> Dolby <laughs> LED TV. <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
the I did notice it specifically, um, and maybe this this might not be true, but I did feel like there was not a lot of close up shots just because of how mm. there what the you know he wasn't cutting the frame and it wasn't fitting my TV and widescreen, so I didn't feel like I got a lot of close up face shots. A lot of it was wide, not wide, but further pulled back. And I think it was no no more noticeable than when he's going to see Aquaman, Waterman, uh, as Proto called him in the intro, and they're just kind of walking through by the ocean, and everything is just so big. Like, the scene yeah. is big. And I was like, oh, okay, this kind of makes sense. He wanted to make sure that, like, all of this was captured. So yeah. I also didn't have a problem with it. I liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. My first note is the intro to this movie with Superman dying and his like death rattle yell. This feels like a billion times better than the previous Justice League movie. And I really enjoyed it. You know, his scream hitting every reaches of the planet and impacting the Amazonians, the water people, men, quote, you know, capital M men. I really dug that. I actually really liked that. They did this with um, Batman vs Superman too. I liked that they went and connected the previous movie with uh, what's about to happen in the movie they're in. So the death of Superman ending in Batman vs Superman, I really enjoyed, and that's how they started Batman vs Superman, which is I actually like watching Bruce watch the destruction of Man of Steel uh, in in the city. I, I actually really enjoyed that. So I like I like them coming into this film and starting off or something we are familiar with. And the story is kind of like picking up from where they left off. Not to trash BVS anymore, but how about Bruce getting like the plane to Metropolis and getting on the phone and calling his office and telling them to leave the building <laughs> while the machine is maybe like a hundred <laughs> yards from them. What are they doing? Leave the building immediately. Why are you waiting for the CEO of your company to tell you to leave the building at dummies? <laughs> Bruce Wade driving a Jeep Compass. <laughs> they couldn't have gotten him a cooler car either. Get him Could a bat cycle or something. In. A Wayne cycle, for God's sake. <laughs> Pardon, what do you think of the intro of this movie? Uh, I agree with them connecting it to the previous movies. And with this, I had an epiphany <gasps> while watching this. Okay. Uh, and I, maybe I'm just an idiot, okay? Well... But as I was watching, I kind of realized that this is just the end of the Superman trilogy, right? Mm. So it's Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman. And then this is really like the third movie. And when I viewed it that way, I think because of like the title and maybe what Marvel was doing of the cinematic universe, it felt more like, oh, no, this is a Justice League movie. All these other movies are leading up to it. Honestly, this feels like the continuation of those two movies. And really those movies, this whole, this, I would say it's a trilogy that is a Superman story, hmm. even though Superman is only in the last 45 minutes of this movie. Mm -hmm. um, and, but, and, but I actually think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, I um, agree. So when I thought about it that way, I don't know, just like watching it, I didn't have the thoughts that I had about this movie were completely different than what I was thinking about it when I watched the justice league the first time. Mm -hmm. uh, and people have been saying that in the reviews of just, this really does feel like a different movie. Amazingly. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, mean, I had a completely different response to it this time. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, even if you say that they're going to include the Joss Whedon version, which is two hours, you're getting a brand new two hours. But even then, I feel like the two hours that they kept, I don't know what the hell they, it just felt like an entirely brand new movie. And it's four hours. I didn't remember anything in this movie pretty much. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like the dark side stuff. Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf look legit in this version. Oh, oh my badass. god! Is that like $3 million of CGI just redoing <laughs> Steppenwolf in all those scenes? Wait, was Darkseid in the Whedon version? No. If, any, if anything, he was maybe like a shadow in one scene. He was like nothing in that movie. They, I, I think they just remember. said his name once. Wow. And they did like the Omega symbol maybe burned into the earth that's or all, something? I think that's all new. I cannot remember. Jeez. Yeah. Steppenwolf look amazing. So, yeah. So let's go through your notes, Danny. What's on um, your list for Zack Snyder's Justice League? <laughs> well, right off the bat, <laughs> I love uh, Wonder Woman's intro into this when mm. she's standing on the, the Justice statue and she saves the people from that bombing. I think that is still from the Whedon because it seemed very familiar to me. Um, and... And and then leading into the fight on Timisera, um, just absolutely killer sequence of uh, action. I mean, when he gets the first mother box and the boom tube comes in, and I just love that scene. I love the Amazonian women fighting and defending and closing the temple and the temple falling into the sea. Like, that was so badass. And then the chase scene alone felt stressful. Like mm-hmm. I just, it was really, really cool. I, I I really liked it. I don't know the actress's name that plays the queen. Um, but I think she's great. Um, we'll get, the, I, we'll I, get Dale to confirm the actress's name. Yeah. You can just say it over my voice and post. <laughs> can somebody um, tell me where they were r- trying to ride those horses to though? Away. Where where are you going? Well, they're they're retreating to the army. I I would assume that eventually doesn't get there in time. Oh, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. yeah, that's true. They did have the like sea of Amazonians appear a little bit too late. I agree. Yeah. I loved the Amazonian view. Um, I mean, they're they're ripped. They are absolutely ripped. <laughs> yes. They could they could do anything to me, and I would crumble into dust. Excuse uh, me. Do anything to me. Just talking uh, <laughs> pure from a fight perspective. Yes. And that comment just encapsulates the entire just action sequences. This feels like 300 meets Justice League, which mm. is pretty badass in my opinion. Like all of the Amazonian stuff, the flashback to Darkseid's first attempt to take Earth. Oh my word! I was like. WTF am I watching right now? Like, this is insane. This is like Lord of the Rings 300 uh, meets DC Comics. And I was pretty blown away by all these, like, big set piece scenes, exactly like you just said about the Amazonians. Did mm-hmm. you did you feel that way, Proto? What, what did you think? Uh, I definitely thought the Amazonian scene was better this time with the mother box. I remember being like, in the when I first watched it, um, the theatrical um, but it just felt more, I don't know, put together or fully realized. Mm-hmm. Um, the scene, the flashback scene to them when the first time they fought um, with Hercules, fought the baddie guys. Yeah, I thought the gods looked kind of silly. There was one mm-hmm. dude. I'm like, is this? Did they get this guy from a con? Like his <laughs> his costume was. <laughs> bad they looked bad i thought but it, it was 
it was cool. Uh, you know, and this, this has like a, a self-seriousness that can come off as campy or silly if you're not buying in, but I appreciate the attempt at least, mm. um, for what I just enjoy that in, in these movies, you know, when, when they try to, you know, tell it in that way where they take themselves seriously. Yeah. Um, I, it, maybe it's just because it's so different than when you get from Marvel, um, that I, yeah, I enjoy the this. Difference. Yeah. This definitely felt like the fullest representation of Zack Snyder's, you know, vision, quote unquote, you know, it's four hours. It feels like nothing was, this is a movie that has all the deleted scenes included fully realized. Mm. Like, and it's kind of, it was, I didn't feel bored at all. I definitely felt like this is a scene that's kind of long. Like the Wonder Woman scene was amazing to start off the movie with her zipping around all quick, like, um, but there's like no editor in that room. It's just like you could have cut out, you know, many scenes in there to make mm. it shorter, but they didn't. And I have like this massive respect for that where mm. he has his fullest idea of his movie and it's four hours long and it's all done and all the special effects are done. And I have like a huge respect for that. And that's why I kind of gave super leeway to those scenes like the flash scene everyone's backstory gets like 25 minutes mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it's like insane to think about yeah i felt the same way and also it's like if i i think i would have felt way different if i wasn't enjoying what i was watching but i was i was sitting there thinking like why would i want this any shorter i, I i'm not this is on my hbo max for free it's broken up into six chapters i can stop it whenever i want like, let this go like 10 chapters long. I'm enjoying the story. I don't have to keep watching it in one four-hour sitting. Mm -hmm. I can watch it a chapter at a time if I really want to. Yeah. And I think it's kind of genius in a way. Um, I, I just, there were moments where I paused it. And I'm like, oh, I got three hours left. But then I was like, I'm not bored though, so who cares? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are so many scenes like that. I, I felt the same way. How about the hot dogs in the uh, Flash backstory? A lot of hot dog screenshots in our Discord. Oh, you tell us, Slim. I felt amazing. You have the hot dog history. I am a big nude weenie kind of guy. Mm -hmm. And when that's popping up on my TV in Dolby Vision mm -hmm. and <laughs> slow-mo <laughs> nude hot dogs, it was like Zach was talking to me. He's like, hey, Matt. Interesting, yeah. This one's for you, pal. Thanks for your support. And I felt great. Hmm. What'd you think Bless of you. what'd you think of him as the Flash, Proto? Ezra. I, I've been hearing people upset about this whole Ezra Miller thing. I don't know who this cat is. <laughs> I don't know why it's a big deal. Uh, but I thought he was he was fine. I mean, he's fun. He's the comic relief in this. And seemed like you know, he did is a there good drama job. with Ezra? I think people thought he was like too over the top and weird, maybe. See, that's what I remember. I do remember that about Whedon's Justice League that I got really annoyed with the comedy bits yes. with Flash. And I was worried about him in this, but I, they felt timed right at least or truncated enough to where um, they weren't always in your face. And maybe you just stretch them out over four hours and they're, <laughs> they're less obnoxious. Yeah, that's true. I also remember being annoyed with Aquaman, being like too rah-rah, I'm a yes. rock star. 
like, this is awesome. I'm drinking beer. I don't remember like any of that in the four hour version where I was like, didn't I hate Aquaman? I was like, he's pretty cool in this. <laughs> that was okay. So that's literally my first note after Wonder Woman was no thank you, Jason Momoa. Cause it does start with that kind of, uh, Jason, uh, it's, I mean, it's basically Jason Momoa. It's not, he's, it, yeah, it's his, it's not Aquaman. It, as himself. Um, so, uh, and so I was like, God, I, I had four hours of insufferable Jason Momoa, but there's a point like his character arc in this is quite fascinating where he goes from uh very it, it, like selfish uh kind of uh motivations and then towards the end he's very team oriented and then I was like oh I kind of I kind of like him now and it was funny because I took a note at the beginning and then my whole attitude towards Jason changed by the time I got to the end right uh and honestly I remember watching Aquaman the movie thinking uh, while I don't enjoy Jason or the the story that much, underwater stuff looks so good, and it still looked good in this. Yeah, I like the way that they had their conversations when they moved the water out, which I think might have been different in the theatrical. Sean says Aquaman was terrible in the theatrical, and I do remember I read an article about some of the differences and the kind of roundtable scene where they talk about potentially bringing Superman back to life. The version in the theatrical was reshot, so that. And their like debate on why they should or shouldn't was totally different than mm. the Zack Snyder final version. Um, so I would imagine that conversation was, you know, not as much enjoyable. Prado, uh, what did you think of uh, Cyborg in this movie? Uh, I liked him a lot. I thought he was a really compelling character. Mm -hmm. I don't know what a standalone Cyborg movie would look like. I don't know. I was kind of interested. You know, he, he kind of reminds me of Iron Man, but without having to deal with Robert Downey Jr. Um, <laughs> Baggy pants. But yeah, his, his, his story is, is kind of, is kind of cool. Um, and I just, I, I like the, the tech, this idea that he is kind of like an all powerful being as well, but in a different way than, mm. than Superman. He's like, he's like melded into our world and like the technology that we've created Although I, I thought this whole scene with him helping out the, 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 the single mom was pretty on the nose and not good. That was all. Yeah. I, I thought this, that wasn't executed very well. IMO hmm. like him just giving this woman a hundred grand and how it said like she won a contest or something. I wish I would have kind of put a little bit more finesse into that shot or that scene. Hmm. Yeah. It needed, it needed some more uh, drawing board time. <laughs> back to the drawing board his last line when he's at like the where he's seeing the like the trickery versions of his family mm -hmm. where he gets confronted by his full self and he gets a chance to really deliver the line that I feel like has multiple layers with Zach's daughter I'm not broken And his delivery of I'm not broken and I'm not alone. I thought that was amazing, that scene mm. that Cyborg had. Yeah. Um, just, I got like chilled, chilled up when chilled I was up. watching that. Mm -hmm. And it, it, and additionally, on top of, um, with Ray, Frisher, Ray Fisher's unfortunate treatment on the set from Joss Whedon and 
you know, we're never going to get a cyborg movie now. We're never going to get like, you know, a follow up mm. to this with him, which which just sucks in my mm. opinion. Kind of blows. Yeah. One of the things I was impressed with, uh, and I felt like they they went a very emotional route when he is when they flash back to he's playing the football game and his dad's not in the stand. Like, I mean, there's a lot of daddy issues in the, in this in this mm-hmm. DC universe, which I found very interesting. Um, but when he gets emotional and starts tearing up with his mom, I re- like I was like, oh no! Like I wasn't prepared for the star quarterback to um, not be macho in that moment, or um, it, or or lash out in more of like anger uh, physically, or like just yelling or something about mm-hmm. being pissed. Like he actually kind of broke down, and I was like, this is this felt like a very different take on. Uh, someone who uh, isn't, you know, doesn't have their father present right. in their life. So I, I actually really, I mean, I, I didn't connect because I don't have that life, um, uh, whatever, with like that kind of in my life. But I really felt the power of those scenes. One scene that I did not love was, well, first of all, uh, let me back up. When they were planning on what to do with the mother box and when they're piecing mm-hmm. together what it can do. Anybody with a match can turn a house to smoke. But a mother box turns smoke back into a house. I know we're all thinking the same thing right now. Who's gonna say it? I'm not gonna say it. That was legit awesome. <laughs> that <Yeah>. was awesome. <laughs> Listen, two notes in that in that uh, song, the two piano notes hit, mm-hmm. dun, dun, and you just like the chills on my back go up. I want to get a piano got, and just play only just, those notes <laughs> when I need to pick me up. <laughs> my God, that theme music! But the scene where he comes back to life and fights the Justice League, I didn't, I didn't vibe with it at all. I would have cut all of that out. Like if anything, he comes back to life, maybe just have him realize it immediately and then just go to the farmhouse to find Lois. And that's that whole scene. Like he doesn't fight the Justice League. He just vanishes to be with his wife. That mm. would have been way cooler for me. Prado, mm-hmm. what did you think about the big, big fight scene with Superman? Yeah, I was actually wondering if if that was going to be cut out. And I, I think I was kind of hoping that it might be cut out because it felt just like an excuse to have them fight Superman. But I think when you think of it in terms of the alternate timeline and the whole Lois is the key portion of this, it it does kind of make sense, right? Um, I think if I understand what the heck is going on with all that. Um, so also, what was Lois even doing in the entire fight? Everyone and their mother knows that Lois needs to get in there to have him snap out of it. Why isn't Batman Batman carrying Lois to the fight scene? Like, Clark, she's here. Look at her. Like, have you seen that suit? He can't lift things in (laughs) that suit. He can't run at all. He barely lift his own arms. (laughs) I mean, the whole fight scene, I I wrote my notes. Where the F is Lois? Lois, get your ass over here so that this can end. I was so annoyed. And then a line at the coffee shop. 
You know what she should have done? She should have just drowned herself and he would have found her instantly. She was probably still finding that spear from Batman vs. Superman she <laughs> threw in the water. Just dunk her head underwater for five seconds and Superman will find you. But, uh, but uh, why, why? So I was also like annoyed. Batman has these gauntlets that absorbed his heat Yo, vision, what? which was like cool. <laughs> but Batman, why wasn't your backup plan to have Lois at the ready? Mm-hmm. You know, you're the world's greatest detective. You didn't foresee some of this happening. Let me just, uh, let me text Lois, make sure she's nearby just in case anything goes wrong. <laughs> dumb, dumb. Uh, Danny, what else is in your list for for this movie? Oh, Lord, let's see. Um, I wrote down J.K. Simmons with a heart, so I think that means I really liked him as Gordon. God, his hair. Yo, Amazing. Gosh, I, lo- I love J.K. Simmons. Um, let me see. The Mira underwater fighting Steppenwolf was badass mm-hmm. when she uh, sucked the water and blood out of him. That was cool. I was not prepared for that. And I was like, holy shit, that was amazing. Um, I just, I love the underwater stuff with Atlantis. I think it looks amazing. I would be, if I lived in Atlantis, I would be so, everything is just, there's just no color down there. Everything <laughs> is a drab green. Can you imagine your eyes just living with that drab green all day long? I'm mm-hmm. so depressed. I don't know, Matt. It's underwater. <laughs> uh, let's see. Some of the Discord. The slow-mo shot of Superman looking at the Flash. Yeah, that was cool. Marcy says Lois saying that he smelled good right after they dig up his dead body. Listen, she's been lonely for a long time. <laughs> These mother boxes are powerful, okay? <laughs> Proto, what else you got? Um, oh, yeah. One, one scene I want to talk about. Uh, is this the most self-indulgent oh. slap themselves on the back tongue in themselves piece of garbage I'd ever seen? Excuse me? <laughs> and we all know what I'm talking about. Oh, The airport scene. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I, t- I tabbed over to the Captain America Civil War notes I had. <laughs> My bad. Um, oh, wait. Let me see. We gotta talk. Holy oh shit. my god! <laughs> I can't breathe. Oh my chest! Shit, Civil War. <laughs> we gotta talk about the slow motion in this. Yeah, um, a lot of slow mo. So much slow motion, and okay. it was like to the point where I'm like rolling my eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, why is this football scene in slow motion? Why is play. why why is why? <laughs> <laughs> the replay is in slow motion. You're right. <laughs> but yeah, there, there's just like, he uses it so much in this. And I'm at the, the, the end of it. I was like, maybe this does work, but man, maybe I just didn't like it. Uh, I think I, I, I don't know if it was one of the, someone had a review where they were talking about the slow motion. Um, but just as a way to emphasize the speed of the superheroes, um, so maybe maybe that does work, but mm-hmm. I felt overwhelmed by it, and that it it's mm. used so often that it was distracting. I don't. Know, how did you guys feel? To me, every time I heard someone complain about the slow motion, I felt like I was listening to people complain about J.J. Abrams and lens flares. Like, who cares? Right, like, like that's their I, thing. I didn't. I didn't see the problem with it. I felt like this was like on par for any Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to watch a Zack Snyder movie, you're getting big scenes with slow motion. 
if you're going to watch a JJ move in space, you're getting lens flares in your eyes. Like that's just what happens. Um, I, now I didn't love it all. Boom in chat. It was insulting quote, but I mean, know your directors. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I mean, he is such like, if, if he's anything, he's a visual director, right? Like yeah, his strength isn't storytelling, character development, you know, these other things it's creating a beautiful shot movie that uses a lot of slow motion. Mikey says all the slow-mo sort of made the flash stuff less amazing. I can see that. I, I, it, it, yeah, I was going to say the, the wrap up with flash about how they kind of like lose at the end. And he realizes he needs to use the speed for speed force nerdiest thing ever use the speed force to like go back in time. I was like, okay. My hands are in the air. I loved it. My God. Gotta go faster than the speed of light, far beyond the speed of light. Gotta break the rule, Barry, and you've gotta do it now. Dad. Whatever happens, I want you to know. Your kid was one of them, Dad. One of the best of the best. <laughs> Frodo's hands are up. Frodo's Hallelujah. hands are up. <laughs> Kiss me, Flash. That was that scene got me good. I, it was yeah. beautiful too. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I figured this was new. I don't remember this at all. It's hundred percent new. There's no way I would have shit on Justice League if this was in that movie. And he, that whole scene was like, what is going? So. The, to be perfectly honest, maybe people get the vibe of my thoughts of this movie. There are some like lines I read in my notes like, am I in love with this movie? <laughs> and this was like one of those scenes like, what am I? That's why I read my review. I'm stunned. Like this scene, I was like, what am I watching right now? Like mm-hmm. this is so good. And the, his lines when the scene was happening and he slowly like ramps it back up and reverses time. I was pretty shocked. <sighs> I mean- I, I, I don't know what else to say about it. I loved it. I loved that he talked to his dad and the force. I mean, mm-hmm. God, he heals himself. Like uh, there's just so much about it. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, overall there were like, there was a couple scenes where I think I read this in a review too, where the Whedon cut tried to like Avengers eyes, the DC mm-hmm. cinematic universe, whereas Joss's vision is to pretty much treat these characters as gods. And they have big thinking, big conversations. They don't need to be bogged down with little dumb jokes uh, and like banter. Like with this, this is bigger than that, which mm-hmm. I get. And I kind of like, like have fully realized in this four hour movie. And I, I like that. And like no more than Batman flying around in that, <laughs> that like, I don't know what you call that carrier jet. And like he, one of my notes was, mm-hmm. Uh, let me see if I can find Batman is flying a warship into a radioactive dome. And (laughs) and I was like, this is insane. And I almost like appreciated the entire moment. Like I'm so thankful that this exists. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. like you have Batman in this expensive movie. They have CGI out the ass 
Like I, I appreciate that this Batman exists. Yeah. You know, you're going to get low budget, dark, gritty Batman on the streets with Gordon, you know, probably five times in the next 20 years. But how often mm. are we going to get this bo- mm-hmm. like bodacious version of Batman? So I, I was kind of all in when, when that was happening. For sure. How about, since we're in the end of the movie, how about Steppenwolf's death? Oh my God. How gnarly was that? Like, I don't know if I've seen a villain die in any comic book movie as glorious as Steppenwolf's death. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got owned. He got destroyed <laughs> by every member of that Justice League, it felt like. How about his backstory? Like, he had a full fledged backstory about why he was doing this stuff. <laughs> Insane. Yeah. Kind of fell for him a little bit. Although, I just want to go on the record. I know you guys were saying earlier how much Uh-oh. you like the look of Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm. I think he looks incredibly dumb. <laughs> I don't know if this is like the look of this character or if this is new. I know nothing of Steppenwolf, but the whole flashing armor suit, whatever he's wearing, it's to me, it's just distracting. I think he just looks stupid. Mm. Honestly, mm. I just don't, I didn't care. I don't care for him at all. And every time okay. he was on the screen, I was just kind of like, Ooh, this does not look good. But I guess just, I just remember the old Steppenwolf. Where he was just kind of a dude in like, you know, antlers. And this is kind of like more badass looking. <laughs> I don't know how mm. else to describe it. Yeah. Uh, the forest, the showcase of just how over the tops powerful Superman is in the final, in the finale is stupid fun. Um, mm. I agree. And so he's wearing, we haven't even talked about it yet, but he's wearing the black suit in this version of the movie. Yes, sir. And, you know, I didn't mind that. I thought it was kind of cool. His he takes forever to join the fight. First of all, he's like they're they're acting. They brought him back, and he's 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 just like gone pretty much. He's not helping them. Um, when he finally does appear, and his first line, like he stops Steppenwolf's axe from hitting Cyborg, I think. And his line, he's got a grin and he says, uh, "Not impressed." <laughs> I actually like that. That felt like the most Superman moment that Zack Snyder had done. Up until mm-hmm. that point. And what did you guys think of that line? I mean, also the the Superman music kicks in real hardcore right there too. So I was I was Jones and then he freezes the axe and shatters it. Yeah. I mean, that was sick. Uh I love the black suit though. And I you know what's funny is and they don't really talk about the reason for the black suit. Uh he gets it when he resurrects in the comic as well, and it's the suit itself is black because it absorbs it's because it's like healing. He's resurrecting. So it absorbs more solar energy from the sun. And that's why uh, he's wearing the black suit. Uh, they just kind of put it on like a mood <laughs> in this film, but uh, it makes, I mean, comic book mm-hmm. nerdness, it makes the right choice than wearing the red and blue again. Right. Art uh, Superman historian says, yes, after he tells Lois, he has a second chance. He's embracing who he is and finally going to have some fun being Superman. Like I could mm. totally see a comic book panel of Superman saying not impressed while blocking yeah. an ax. Mm. That's mm-hmm. why I kind of enjoyed that. The Superman stuff. I mean, Oh, is Superman the best? <laughs> I think I'm always surprised mm. at how much, I just love Superman in movies. When I think of the idea of Superman, it seems like this all powerful guy, boring, but there is something about, and maybe it's just the way Zack Snyder handles him, but I legit 
was tearing up at the farmhouse scene. I don't know what it is about Superman, but there is something that just like it tugs at me Mm. Uh, when he, when they're in the meeting room and they're talking about resurrecting him and the Superman hologram comes up, I got chills. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's something about him where I just can't help but love him. And the whole, like there's the, Whatever you think about Zack Snyder, he is really good at making these small human moments feel mm. incredible. Just that farmhouse scene with just Lois and Clark in there and him, like her handing him the shirt. <laughs> I mean, I love that. <laughs> I was just all in on that scene. Okay. I loved it. We haven't even talked about the epilogue yet. And I know we're running out of tape. I said we, I, have to we, should, we need to have now. a hard stop at 90 minutes. But the epilogue of this movie you know, mm-hmm. it kind of goes into this injustice world almost mm-hmm. where Superman, evil Superman takes over. And I guess you're kind of uh, like Bruce Wayne's having a dream after they save the day. Um, Catcher says we really don't have to get into the epilogue. <laughs> so I guess Catcher did not enjoy it. Shut up, um, Catcher. You know, the Injustice comic book is insanely popular. It's one of the most popular comic books to come out in the last decade. It's when Superman goes bad and the heroes have to deal with it. And Batman leads the charge. But I guess in this version, maybe Darkseid figures out the anti-life equation. And uses it on Superman to turn him evil. So you're led to believe that Lois has died and he's gone bad. You know, Jared Leto is in this scene. Um, He's teamed up with Deathstroke, uh, Mira, and Flash. And Batman is wearing his, like, desert fatigues. And Superman is, you know, finding them. I, I would have loved this to be the next movie. After I'm watching this, this epilogue, yes, it's over the top. Yes, this is Zack Snyder just doing whatever the F he wants. He doesn't give a crap. But can you imagine a follow-up movie to this with Superman as evil and them doing battle against him? This would be wild. I need need you guys to understand something. I know I'm well documented (laughs) on this podcast and how much I love Jared Leto. This version of the Joker... I was all in on. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I I hated his Joker in Suicide Squad because it was like gangster weird Joker, but he was trying to pull off the Heath Ledger kind of thing, voice and kind of mannerism. But my God, I could have done a whole movie with this Joker. He was so creepy. His stupid laugh. And his outfit, oh my God, kiss me. Get rid of those tattoos on his face. Thank you, Snyder, for doing that. I mean, it was, I, I loved it. I loved the, com- here's the thing. If you ask me what my favorite superhero is, it's Batman. I love Batman. Batman and Joker have been my thing since forever. This conversation they have got me so good. Mm. Where they're going back and forth, tit for tat, him killing Jason Todd, Batman killing Harley Quinn, like, I was so into that conversation that I wanted. I, then I, I eventually got mad that we're not getting a standalone Batman movie with Ben Affleck because mm-hmm. we deserve that we after did. all these films. I mean, 20 years in Gotham and we, we, they hint at a dead Robin story and then a dead Carly Quinn story. Like, give me these films with Ben Affleck. And I love the joke. I, I think the two of them would make an amazing Batman and Joker movie. I mean, it would be insane. Mm. So I loved it, but I also love Jared Leto and I love the Joker. So I'm sorry. I, I'm not sorry, actually. Nope. Never, never apologize for your truth. <laughs> You're right. We have had so many 
origin retellings of Batman mm-hmm. that we never get into this latter period yes. of Batman of this way. And the thing is, we all are familiar with it. You don't need to give us three movies leading up to the history and what's at stake for Batman and Joker. We all know it already. You Mm -hmm. can give us this scene. And like Danny was saying, I I had the same reaction. This was amazing. Are you kidding me? Thank you. These two going at it. Oh my God. Yes. My (laughs) veins were bulging. This was amazing. How could you not like this if you're a Batman fan? Get out. If I could kiss you right now, Proto. I will ban you right now, Catcher. Are you kidding me? I'm so hyped right now, Proto. Chat is beside themselves right now. They're they're scrambling. I want this movie. shambles. Yes. Give me Batman. And you know, Batman's going to figure it out. He's going to get him. Absolutely in shambles. I I liked Jared Leto's laugh. I didn't love the delivery of this stuff. But but like I said, you're going to have... Batman retellings for the next 30 years. Why not just try this DC? It's not happening. It's over. But like, this is the, I kind of talked about this in my man of steel review, but like, this is like elseworlds DC universe. Let Zach have his run for 10 or 15 years. Everything's going to get redone over and over again. Why not try something different? (sighs) What the look Leto gives him. When he almost gets him talking about Harley, he starts shaking, shaking. Yes. <laughs> his face. He was furious. And he's like, oh, you almost got me. I'm like, ah, yes, <laughs> give me all of this. Inject this into my veins right now. Danny, what's your rating? And any other notes that we might have missed? Uh, I mean, I got so I got so many damn notes. We don't have to go over it. Um, I did want to. Oh, I loved. So using the Leonard Cohen Hallelujah track at the end credits mm-hmm. uh sung by allison crow i absolutely love that because uh, obviously it's dedicated to autumn his daughter but that was her favorite song and allison sang at her funeral so dedicating this movie it would never have been made uh if it wasn't for any of the situations so i actually i really loved the ending um trying to think anything else so many easter eggs in this film didn't even talk about Martian Manhunter coming in. I mean, what? <laughs> Are you kidding that. me? <laughs> God, there's so much. Uh, so uh, there's, I don't even know where to begin on star rating for this. If I'm going to go with rating from my heart, I'm, uh, I, I'm giving it five stars. Oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> I watched this twice since it came out yesterday. And I was... I was into it. Like, I loved it so much. Everything about it. I mean, there there are parts that could be cut. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Cut them. Le- I, just whatever. This movie felt exactly what I want from the DC movies, the DC universe. Everything else can go away. Mm-hmm. Start from here or something. But this is, this is where I wanted them to be. And God, it was, I was all in. All in. Mm, yeah, I felt the same way. I was stunned how much fun I had watching this. You know, my BVS thoughts are well-documented. Mm-hmm. Junk. Get it out. Uh, so I had probably just like the lowest expectations going to this. But I really appreciated what Zach did 
Zack Snyder mm-hmm. getting to do whatever he wanted for as long as he wanted. You know, get those resh- like these new Bruce Wayne scenes at the end. How thin did Ben Affleck look in the epilogue scene? Yeah. <laughs> like, it looks like he lost maybe 20 <laughs> pounds of muscle for those scenes. Living in was, the desert. It was pretty obvious. Um, I'm at four stars for this. I was really oh, shocked. baby. The, the Flash stuff, really enjoyed it. The epilogue, mm. you know, it just makes me kind of bummed that it's not happening. And which is shocking to me because... You asked me this question six years ago, and I probably would have been like, get Zack Snyder out of here immediately. And now (laughs) you have this uncut vision from a director, and I've kind of completely changed my mind, and I was wrong, um, is pretty wild to me. Mm -hmm. Berto? Like Danny said, this is a really hard movie to rate, especially because there's parts of it that I loved, and there's parts of it that... You know, two hours previously, I didn't love. Um, so it's hard to formulate thoughts about it in its entirety, uh, watching it in one sitting. I, I'm i curious to revisit it or even just like revisit different parts of it. And I, I almost feel like that's how maybe it should be. You know, like Danny mm-hmm. was saying, you can you can treat this as like a series if you wanted to and, and watch it in parts uh, and enjoy it that way. Um I don't know when I'll find the time to go back <laughs> mm-hmm. and like dedicate to watching the whole thing again. Um, but I gave, I, my <laughs> truth, I gave the theatrical three stars. I thought it was fine. It was enjoyable for, uh, you know, what it was. I had a good time with it for this. I'll also give it three stars. It's a good mm. movie. I enjoyed it for, you know, for the four <laughs> hours that I was there. Some parts I loved, some parts I didn't <laughs> love, and that's where I'm at. The Discord has been satiated with that rating from Proto of three stars. I think that seems to be the average. It's 3.5 right now for our patrons. Uh, but I think now everyone's coming back to Earth with that rating with Proto. We have a lot of uh, feedback to get to tonight for Justice League. Uh, let's see. Let me stretch. Let me stretch, stretch for just these to reiterate. Mails. You know, preference for voicemails, uh, ninety seconds long. I know a certain few people ignored it. You know, almost as a direct insult to me. It felt like, you know, but we're gonna get into it. You can leave us a voicemail or an email using the links on seventy mmpod dot com. Uh, but let's get into it right now. Hey guys, Tony here. What a ride the last few weeks have been, man. You cannot imagine how relieved I was when I got into my car after work, opened up Letterboxd, and saw that Proto had given End of Evangelion a four-banger. Man, (laughs) felt like a weight had been lifted from my chest. You guys know that little gag from the opening scene of The Simpsons where it's like zero days without accident? Between Nacho Libre, Metropolis, and now this, I think you guys might have to get one of those for Proto. Moving on to this week's feature presentation, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I mean, I thought it was fine, I think four hours is a bit overindulgent. There is a lot of stuff here that could be cut. Like the entire premise of this movie is that when Superman died, he screamed so loudly it woke the mother boxes up. I mean, I don't think we need a whole subplot about how Batman's gloves can absorb the energy blasts. (laughs) I think the whole scene with Iris was pretty weird too because like he doesn't actually say a word to her. He just kind of stares her down. And then as she gets in the crash, kind of saves her. It's really weird. Um, I get why it's in there, though, to kind of set up sequels, but, you know, 
there aren't going to be any sequels. Why put it in this movie? Mm. Uh, that one woman whale that happened every time Wonder Woman was on screen. I really hated that. It was really annoying after, you know, three and a half hours of it happening to have it keep on going. Um, and I guess no. at the end of the day, I also have an issue with, I mean, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, like all these characters at the end of the day, they're made for like kids. So why make your movie rated R? Why have Batman say the F word? You know, um, I've gone over 90 seconds, but in the spirit of Zack Snyder, I'm doing my own little director's cut of this voicemail. Okay. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a pretty admirable story. The guy had to take, you know, the rest of the movie off to deal with personal tragedy. And then he came back and he got to fix what a studio had butchered. And I can respect that. And I kind of respect what the fan base did in terms of raising money for like suicide prevention causes, even if I disagree with how a lot of them acted on the internet in the intervening years. But, you know, at the end of the day, I guess we can all celebrate that Joss Whedon just took a massive L. Hope you guys are having a great one. Peace out. Joss, GTFO. Pardo, any thoughts for Tony's redemption? Thank you, Tony, for believing in me as I have believed in you. Uh, but I don't really agree with the whole, this shouldn't be rated R, F-bombs. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a kid's movie. I mean, it's... It, it's an adaptation of these characters and you can tell whatever kind of version you want. We have Lego Batman, you know, is that what Mm -hmm. was intended with Batman? Mm. You know, it's, you can make whatever you want. And if, you know, if a a director has a vision for a very adult, dramatic, serious version of a story, why not? Mm. Listen, my Batman might break bones of criminals, but he doesn't say the F word. Okay. (laughs) He doesn't do that. Also, Superman's scream didn't wake up the boxes. His death did. The scream was just a visual representation of his death across the globe. Danny's so. bringing the, the oh. receipts right now. Danny's envisioning himself back in the, the comic book shop behind, behind the cash <laughs> register right now. <laughs> my cyborg hands are in the screen right now of my TV just absorbing this movie again. Let's uh, switch it up. We have a letter from a uh, dear friend of the show, Becca. Bex, dear 70mm, I have two questions. One. Why was the janitor at Star Labs mopping over floor grates? That's silly. I didn't even catch that. Two, wouldn't Aquaman have recycled that glass bottle of whiskey? Seems out of character for him to smash it on the ground, giving no consideration to Mother Earth. All in all, I was really surprised by this movie. I wasn't bored and appreciated the character development, especially for Victor. I would have never watch this behemoth if it weren't for being part of this VHS village community. And for that, I'm extremely grateful to the three of you heart Mm. love and possums Bex. I was not expecting, I think we talked about this in our private DMS. I was not expecting pretty much everyone to watch this movie. (laughs) Anyone to watch the the amount of movement in the DCU (laughs) the last week and week and a half has been off the charts. So hugely appreciative. Uh, If you wanted to join the VHS village, you could do so. At our Patreon, four bucks a month right now. Let's get into another one of our DMs here. This person did not break the rules, and they're under 90 seconds. What's up, boys? This is Fam, and I promise I will keep this under 90 seconds to preserve the integrity of Snack Snyder's creative vision. Just got done watching the new Justice League movie beforehand, though. I did watch the older one um, to kind of see how it was compared to the new one. Uh, I have kind of the same gripes with it. It was just kind of a big miss for me, uh, being the type of movie that it was kind of shoot for. It didn't really hit its mark there for sure and kind of left me lacking. Um, This one, uh, it felt definitely a little better with the time that they were given, um, definitely able to flesh out more stories 
stories with each characters like Flash, Cyborg, and Aquaman, and you know, explain kind of where they're at in the world. You know, other than opening up a Windows ninety five folder and clicking on an icon avatar for a real player <laughs> video. You know, it's better descriptions than that. This movie was definitely a superhero movie. A lot of like action poses, a lot of standing in formation, punching something you could put on a poster and sell. Uh, that kind of stuff. They were definitely looking uh, at a lot of those uh, things. Um, I did enjoy it a little uh, better than the first movie, though. Just ran really long. Four hours is a long time. I mean, if you cut out the slow motion walking to music, you could probably shave off an hour onto this thing easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the one of the ones that was longest for some reason and it made me laugh was the Aquaman one where he gets into the water and he swims away and the three girls walk up who are like Zack Snyder's mm. version of the cores the singing group they come in and they sing and sniff sweaters and that went on for way too long um, other than that though I, I did enjoy the movie more than the first one thanks guys later mm. fam staring at a stopwatch right now. That one might have been at 2x, one at 1.5x speed. I appreciate it, fam. <laughs> Fam's dedication. You trying to tell me you would not sniff that sweater, fam? That I was, would have sniffed that sweater. I also thought the singing was a little strange, but you know that's their maybe that's their culture. You know, yeah, who am I, don't, I, to I don't know their culture. Could be. I don't think that scene was for us. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one note that I forgot, and this makes me even my dislike of Wonder Woman too, even more so. Uh, Wonder Woman at this stage of her life, she can fly, but she chooses not to. You know, if we're to believe that Wonder Woman 84 happened before the Justice League movie, she flies in that movie. I didn't see that movie. Spoilers. <laughs> so does she just like give up the art of flying for the rest of her days? It doesn't make any sense. Stupid She kind of flew in this, didn't she? She jumps like high. Mm-hmm. She does her little like charge forward move. Where does jumping end and flying begin? (laughs) (laughs) The title of Proto's autobiography. (laughs) Next voicemail. What is up, 70 millimeter? Uh, It is Andy from Orlando, and it's been a while since I've left a message for you guys. Um, So much has happened. I I met Danny in person at Epcot. Um, He finally watched Moneyball. It's so good that he finally watched that. (laughs) Uh, Proto retired from Apex. Um, so Sick. much. You guys have a hundred supporters on Patreon. Like so good. Um, congratulations on that. Uh, oh, but you. this week, you guys are um, reviewing Zack Snyder's Justice League, and I watched it last night. I really, really enjoyed it. I gave it three and a half stars on LB. Uh, mm-hmm. I probably could bump it up to a four. I probably need to watch it again. Um, it could be a mm. four, but. Overall, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than the 2017 version. I thought the four hours was justified for it. And uh, the couple scenes that popped out, I mean, that last dream nightmare scene was incredible. Um, mm-hmm. Who knows if we'll have, if we'll get more, you know, Snyder movies. I doubt it, but, you know, you never know. Um, it would have been cool to see what he had in mind. But overall, really enjoyed it. I am a little sad that they cut out one of my uh, favorite scenes from the 2017 version, which was the Pet Cemetery um, line <laughs> that The Flash says when they're bringing back Superman. And so um, I really enjoyed that in the 2017 version. I was a little bummed out that they scrapped it. But anyways, I enjoyed it. Um, again, justified that he got it. I'm happy he got it. And I can't wait to hear what you guys thought on it. Also, Mm. love the Batman and Forever episode. Mm. If you're not supporting this podcast, do it. Four (laughs) bucks a month. It's totally worth it. All right. Love you guys. Bye. God, Andy, give him the hard sell. 
Love it. How many episodes do you get right now if you pay $4? I can't even count that high. The amount of Batmans. (laughs) The amount of Batman. The cemetery cemetery scene in particular, how about that coat that Diana was wearing? Did you catch that? Is she Mm -hmm. the most stylish woman who ever lived, Diana Prince? Some are saying. Sheesh. You know, back to this whole thing about a four-hour movie, I don't know if this will affect anything in the future, but it is kind of neat, especially with the the world that we're living in now, where, where streaming is growing so much and the money that's being spent on, on movies. I don't, you know, what if a, like, what if James Cameron comes to Netflix, comes to HBO Max and says, hey, I got an idea for a five-hour movie. Oh my God. You know, like, could that happen? Please, God. Jim? I'm just saying. Pick up the phone, Jim. Jim, I know you're editing Avatar 6, but I need you (laughs) right now. (laughs) (laughs) Jim Cameron wearing those motorbike shirts that he wears and all those making up documentaries. Guy loves motocross. Gotta respect it. Love it. Andy, thank you for the call. Let's get to uh, someone who just betrayed me with the length of voicemail right now. What's up, 70 millimeter? It's Lex. I want to open this by saying how much I really do love you guys. Because over the last three days, I have watched the DC (laughs) Snyderverse entirely in preparation for this Mm -hmm. episode. And I have felt nothing but immeasurable pain. (laughs) Uh, Man of Steel was a pretty garden variety bad movie. Dull characters, Wrong. ham-fisted script. I gave it like two stars. Uh, Batman v Superman was a special kind of bad. All the bad right. stuff from Man of Steel, but just multiplied by like 10. Even with some of the Batman stuff, which I actually did enjoy in parts, minus all the murder, uh, I still gave this one a single star. And same with the theatrical cut of Justice League, which I felt was equally bad in entirely new and exciting ways. But this week we're talking about the mythical Snyder Cut. Mm -hmm. And as for that, I'll say this. Did it really have to be nothing but four hours of boring deleted scenes? And like way too long action sequences? I mean, I did like a few parts with the Flash, but that's like a drop in the bucket. uh, That is this four hour long movie. Uh, Look, I think this is a one and a half star movie. Should I cut him off? I do have some comments here at the end. Uh, Number one, I'm happy Zach got to finish his movie. Film, like every other industry, is one where shareholders have a ton of power. So for Snyder to finally get this through, I think that's a big win for like creative freedom and directors and stuff. Uh, And number two, uh, I've actually really enjoyed reading some of the positive reviews for this from the villagers Mm -hmm. and from other people I follow on Letterboxd. Uh, I actually haven't seen any other Snyder films outside of these DC ones and the weird owl one. Uh, So maybe I'll have to take a look at those or maybe his shtick just might not be for me. Uh, But it's really illuminating to read how others can sort of see those positives that I just genuinely can't. Uh, yeah, I'm going a little bit over time, but you know mm-hmm. what? Let's, let's call this the mm-hmm. Snyder cut. Of, uh, <laughs> oh, this DMs. joke is going to keep going. <laughs> keep up the good work. <laughs> Bye. Uh, Lex went deep into the Snyder 
Marvel Universe this week, and he was not happy. I, I follow him on Twitter. He was going nuts mm-hmm. watching these movies. Maybe he enjoyed the pain. He's like uh, that pale guy from the Da Vinci, <laughs> da Vinci movie. <laughs> Powder. Remember Vision? that movie, Powder? Powder. <laughs> Should we do Powder? <laughs> oh, baby. I forgot that we have to still have to announce the movie for next week. We have more voicemails. Can we keep going? So this is an IGDM that I got from Calvin. Let me read this here. This was Calvin's response when um, oh, we no. announced the JL movie. I hope you all treat this lumbering disaster with the unique respect it deserves. Will it be good? No. Is it a waste of money? Probably. But is it completely unique in standing out against the history of cinema? Seemingly the only movie to be so thoroughly recut, reshot, and released based on internet mob politics. Used as a device to shill a streaming service and court a toxic fan base into paying money to watch a likely worse version of something that has already been that was already bad, that they've already seen, and this this part is in caps, released exclusively in 4 by 3 ratio during a home cinema renaissance because the director has high hopes of it one day playing in IMAX, upside down smiley emoji. There is a non-zero chance that this corruption of how movies are released literally changes how we think about movie making, which is both compelling and tragic because this thing is going to be so bloated and terrible. Excited to hear what you all have to say. Quote, mm-hmm. if Ben-Hur had a baby with the Transformers franchise. Part of your thoughts. Mm. Was this my boy Clay Calv? That was. Dang. You know him? Th- this was, yeah, that's my boy. Um, we used to work together. That's without him seeing it? He hasn't seen it. I, think I that's feel a, sick. I, I feel sick. That's a violation, Calvin. I'm should, sorry. Should I block Calvin after that you, DM? You now owe it to us to watch it. Twice. And see if you are right. I want to know what you feel after viewing this movie. Put your put your ass on the line, Calvin. <laughs> I want you on the line. This is not a game. I don't know how many times we have to say it. This letter comes in from Sean from the, the VHS Village. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, this is this might be haiku form. Hey, pals, oh, a haiku for the seven hours I've spent during the last forty-eight hours of my life. Slow-mo wieners flash. (laughs) Superman v. Batman snooze. Seven hours gone. Poof. Thanks for making me watch these. No regrets. Sean. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. You're welcome. (laughs) We need to do a a cover. The way he just like phrased that, uh, of that live song. What's that, uh... No, Secret said, Samadhi? <laughs> An old woman cries. How about me pulling out Secret Samadhi out of my back pocket for live? You're, you're disgusting. I think Art is a live fan. Ed Kowalczyk, is Art still awake? Is he here with us? Uh, live, I, when I grew up. Can you hear the dolphins cry? <laughs> Remember that song? When I was a kid, that song was my ass. Oh, no. My God. They had the weirdest lyrics out of any oh, band yeah. that I listened to. It looked like he was using machine learning to just whip up song lyrics. <laughs> Until you discovered Red Hot Chili Peppers. The sea rise up to meet us. Let's see. Next VM. More. Oh, Lord. Let's, let's listen to live tomorrow. 
in the Discord. No. Let's stream live no. concert. Our favorite live songs. <laughs> this one comes in from Paul. Paul's not super active in the Discord, so he might not have seen my 90-second request. But Paul, we appreciate you nonetheless. Hello, 70 millimeter. This is Paul. Just wanted to drop in a quick voicemail. It's been a while, so... A um, couple things. First, I watched the Snyder Cut mm-hmm. last night, and I absolutely loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Yes. Um, I wish that we had gotten something like this, you mm-hmm. know, two years ago or whatever, instead of the weird Frankenstein half of a movie that we got. Maybe the outlook on DC movies would be different because, man, I would love to see this reality come to pass in films with Dark Side and. Man, seeing Dark Side on screen, it was like being yes. a kid. It's, you know, things I dreamed about, and here mm-hmm. it was. And it, it, as a fan of DC Comics and of that character specifically, and being a huge Superman fan, I just felt like all the characters really got their moment to shine. You know, Cyborg, wow. Like, his arc in this movie was fantastic. The Flash, his arc was way better in this film. Mm-hmm. The whole ending sequence was epic. I mean... In a way, mm-hmm. which the Lord of the Rings are my favorite films of all time, the Lord of the Rings films. But wow. in a way, it, it had a similar scale and feel as it built up to the ending. Also, maybe a little bit of a Return of the King feel where it ended and then didn't end. <laughs> but I loved it. <laughs> I don't know if it's a five-star movie, but it's definitely it over four stars for me, four and a half to five. So I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I'm not sure. I really don't know what you guys are going to think. I remember the paper mm. keg days back when Slim and Dale and Jonesy uh, talked about Man of Steel the first time. And uh, I'm glad to hear that it's been redeemed in your eyes, Slim, because mm. I do love that film. But I don't know what you guys are going to think, but regardless, I really enjoyed it. And I really, really, really do hope that this leads to more of this from Zack Snyder, that we get to see his vision fully realized because I think it's an epic superhero film like nothing Mm. else that we have seen or could see. Loved it. Oh, also, Slim, Uh leave Proto alone about Neon Genesis Evangelion. (laughs) I mean, that's a great show. It's insane. And I saw, uh, Proto, your update to your review after watching End of Evangelion, and um, that was... One of the weirdest experiences of my life watching that movie. But when it was all said and done, it was definitely a powerful show. I'm glad I watched it. And the film gave it the ending that it deserved, whereas the show did not. And um, I think four stars is is a good, fair rating. So have a good one, guys. Mm. Thanks for doing the show. Talk to you soon. Paul, you're safe with us. The Evangelion Army coming after me. After my comments. Paul, I'm glad I kept my mouth shut. Paul is a longtime uh, friend of the show's plural. Paul uh, referenced a old comics podcast they used to do with uh, producer Emeritus, Dale underscore A, and Jonesy Loves Beer. Uh, but Paul does a podcast. He, I think he does a few podcasts, one of which being Turtle Jump Podcast, a video game podcast. So if you're looking for a new podcast to check out, you want to hear more of that sultry voice? Mm. Turtle Jump. Mm-hmm. Search it in your app. I like that comparison to Lord of the Rings. I agree with that. I think it just the the sheer length of this gives it an epic quality that you feel with Lord of the Rings as well. Like I was getting those vibes too. Mm-hmm. Let's see two more, and then we can uh, reveal the final movie for Shame Month. Hello, seventy millimeter. It's Wes here. I'm back home in Scotland. I wanted to give you lads a wee voicemail. Excuse me. 
I apologize for sounding so different. I feel terribly ill over the thought of the Snyder Cut. <laughs> apologize is also making me laugh very hard. Excuse it's not me. It's a good movie. It's, it's really bad. I cannot recommend this movie to anyone. <laughs> Hope you lads survived that 48-hour watch party. Because I'll miss the podcast if you didn't. All right, well, Godspeed to you. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. I don't know. What's happening Merida? here? That might have been uh that might have been Meemaw. <laughs> if that's not if that was Meemaw doing Wes's accent, that's a pretty good accent. Putting me to shame. To be honest. I'm not even gonna attempt an accent. But there is another VM that's coming up next. It's, it says quote Marcy, so we'll see what's happening here. Hey guys, it's Marcy. <laughs> Just wanted to call in this week for the Snyder Cut. <laughs> Which I said I wasn't going to watch, but, you know, I ended up watching it anyway. It's the worst American accent. Thanks for nothing, guys. This movie is trash. I was very confused and bored for most of this. And I'm happy Snyder got to make the movie he wanted, but it doesn't make the result any less trash. Did I mention that this trash movie was trash? Because it's trash. Sorry, guys. Hope you enjoyed this trash more than I did. Looking forward to next week's pick. Hope it's not trash like this trash. <laughs> Bye. Marcy putting Wes to shame with her accent. I don't know. That was a I don't pretty know good. What was I going thought that one. <laughs> Shenanigans. I need to work discord. on my accents. Is what I am gathering from these voicemails. Everyone's stepping up their accent game. Can you do some? Can you do some Christian Slater real quick? <laughs> We need, to, we need to save it for next week. There's too okay. many accents in this episode and we're already running out of tape because we still have to announce next week's movie. And uh, this one, I think, was Proto's idea to, to round, round can say out <laughs> Shame Month, a movie that uh, might tie into another movie coming Oh, no, out. this was Danny's call. Was it? This was, yeah, Danny, Danny had this. Danny All right, I'll, I'll take the heat take for it. this Do you one. you want to um, announce yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, we wanted one last hurrah uh, coming into the end of Shame Month. And this is another one that's on HBO Max. And let HBO me, Max Month. This is a 104-minute movie. I love it. From 1933, King Kong. <sighs> Getting us Kong. ready. We're doing it. For Godzilla v. Kong. We're getting geared up for Godzilla vs. King Kong. With amazing. 1933's King Kong. Amazing pick. And first of all, Art in Discord pretty much predicted it out of nowhere. He did. I wanted to slap <laughs> that, that phone out of Art's hand when he typed <laughs> that in. He said, like, oh, I thought Proto was going to pick uh, King Kong for a sham month, but it didn't happen. Tim, Tim asked which cut, and it's whatever one you push play on in... HBO Max. <laughs> I don't know what, if there's other cuts. OG cut. Zack Snyder has not touched this version, but now we can officially all be ready for the big three-hour epic uh, battle that I think is dropping right at the end of the month on HBO, that Godzilla movie. Godzilla I'll check my ticket. Oh, my. Yeah, stay tuned. No for, comment. Stay tuned for photos of that. What an episode. We did it. It's in the books. Could be one of our longest episodes ever. Before they I get be. my uh, scalpel in there, uh, we made it through. We shocked a lot everyone of people. Everyone did it. I appreciate everyone joining us for the journey. 
in Discord. Uh, and if you haven't joined yet, it's time. But Proto, do you have any thoughts to end the show this week? Remember, everyone deserves a second chance, hmm. especially if you have $70 million behind it. <laughs> we'll see everybody next week for King Kong. Seventy Millimeter is a VHS Village production, featuring original artwork provided by Danny Haas. Spiritual Guidance and Viger, the robot who loves movies, provided by Protolexis. Producer Emeritus, Dale underscore A. Prints and other merch are available on 70mmpod.com. This episode was mixed, edited, and produced by me, Slim. And you can support our Patreon for access to our Discord to talk movies with other villagers, get early access to episodes, discounts on merch, and a physical membership card mailed to you. If you would like to support our friends at Letterboxd and upgrade to pro or patron status, you can do so with a 20% off discount using the links on 70mmpod.com. Goodbye.